and welcome back to the podcast of all podcasts, still on the rise. Welcome to Graybeard and Bones. I'm Graybeard. And I'm Bones. Welcome How's back. everybody doing? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, again, it's funny because every time we get on here, there always seems to be some big glaring elephant in the room that just, just like, right before There's we started. And, uh, monumental yeah. going on, yeah. Yeah, and uh, this morning, when I woke up, all I got was reports. Supreme Court overturns Roe v. Wade. Well, <laughs> if that's not an elephant that I don't want to stare at, I don't know what is. That's not how I wanted my day to start. I tell you that much. Yeah. And uh, as far as opinions on Roe v. Roe v. Wade, I don't have any because I'm a guy. So that doesn't I ain't got make no business. Sense. I'm a guy, and it, it it makes no difference to me because it doesn't really impact me like that. Bruh. It has more influence on you than it has on me. Not true, not true. <laughs> Let me uh, shine some light on that for you, okay? This is about the rights of people's reproductive organs, okay? That's why I said it ain't got nothing to do with me. No, no, no. It has everything to do with you. Because how do we make people, okay? It takes two to tango most yeah, of the time. I'm going to carry my I'm gonna carry myself the same way I was carrying myself before. The difference is they've taken they're taking away rights of women. Yes, but this is rights of women about uh pregnancy and whether you have to carry children or not, which includes a man usually to make them. So this oh, is yeah, gonna yeah. change this is gonna change things because those unwanted pregnancies or those, you know, medically necessary uh, abortions um, are going to be a problem because people that are just all willy-nilly like, because the younger generations are not as apt about protection. Just just from my experience with dealing with younger people, you know, some are like <clears throat> very um, um, they're either one extreme or the other is basically what I'm trying to say. Either they're obsessed with being protected or they're just out here flying by the seat of their pants. You know what I mean? Mm. And people are still, you know, there's still teen pregnancy going on. There's still all these things that were issues before are still going on. Now, the pregnancy rate, I mean, the, the benefits of for the government and businesses is crazy. But it absolutely includes men because there's going to be more people put on child support. You know what I'm saying? There's going to be more people having to... What? What's a choice? That's a choice. The men have always had the choice of whether or not they wanted to reproduce as far as don't stick it in. If you don't want to make a baby, don't stick it in. Right? Yes, but there's two sides to that. But go ahead. Mm -hmm. But... When, when I say it doesn't matter to me either way, what I mean is if I make the choice to sleep with a woman, she gets mm-hmm. pregnant. My choices have already been done. It's a, I'm past my, my limitations on what I can do at that point. If I didn't want to have a baby so bad, I'd go get a vasectomy. Right? Right. Well, I mean, <clears throat> the average uh, 19, 20, 21 year old is not thinking about that, but okay. I mean, but again, 
that is again a choice because when you choose to have sex you're also supposed to do your research on and and i know that a lot of people don't think that in a young age that's why they put us through all the different sex ed courses and that's why parents are supposed to sit down and talk to your children and so on and so forth but there's only so far that can go with a young man it extends right, beyond right. that for the young okay. woman mm-hmm. from that point on it becomes the woman's right and that's what they're taking away here and that's what i'm saying so because of that right it affects everybody is all that i'm really trying to say because when those irresponsible when the irresponsible people you know don't use protection don't aren't together you know what i'm saying aren't ready for this a child or whatever they're now having a kid you know what i'm saying as in before you had the option to have an abortion if it didn't if that's not what um you know, and, and and it was your choice to do so if you chose to. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so but I don't feel bad for the guy in that regard, though. I'm not saying feel bad. I was just making points of you were saying it didn't really affect you, and I was just saying how men will be affected. Like these, the people that were being irresponsible and making babies all over the place, or thinking they're making babies all over the place, the woman still had the right to uh, have an abortion, you know what I'm saying? And now that's been taken away. Um, So in those situations going forward, there will be children. Yeah, no. Where there weren't before. That's what I was saying. Oh, yeah. You know, my issue, part of my issue is the fact that there are men in the room deciding on women's reproductive rights in the first place. (laughs) Well, that and I mean there were I mean you can't say that because there were some women but there we were some, that some was, women we're, we, already some women, that was, but... we already knew where that was heading when they pointed said woman okay mm, those were women influenced by men Mm-mm. no they chose um and man I wish I, was, I gotta get really much a lot better with names but the justice that was chosen under um, Trump, the female justice, is a diehard Catholic with seven children. She's not voting for abortion. Like, the, they kind of stack the deck, shall we say, uh, in anticipation of this. Because as soon as Ruth Ginsburg was gone, this, this, it's like they, this plan went into action. It was just super crazy. Mm-hmm. Bye, man. Wild. That's why he. That's why he chose her. That's why he chose certain justices to take that spot because he knew this was the outcome. Right. That's my point. So this was a setup to jump. But mm-hmm. what I think is really <clears throat> interesting about all this is that no one's really talking about the reasoning behind it all. Everybody's mad at the at the actual ruling and the intentions of people to um, excuse me to find uh, Roe v. Wade um, unconstitutional, but that mm-hmm. is a small part of the bigger picture. People are not reproducing. Our birth rate is terrible. And, and it's dropping. It's dropped every year since I want to say like 2012, maybe. 
it's longer than that, but I know for sure since 2012, the birth rate has dropped every year. Less and less and less people are having children. This is a population issue, not a a, 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 a female rights issue. So they're not. But is it really an issue considering we were on track to overpopulate the earth at an exponential rate as things were as going a, before? As a global unit, but not as a country. I mean, shall we be? Never mind. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> All right. I'll ask. Maybe you later. we do. Um, <laughs> maybe maybe we do need more. Maybe we knew we need more uh, zillennials and millennials and so on. Maybe we need more uh, free thinking, more youthful exuberance, because that's the only way we're getting rid of some of these politicians. So, but my my focus on it all is just that to the to, to the very when you when you drink strain out all of the other things that are happening the issue is population growth that is the issue had they brought that to the table nobody's gonna agree to just have more children you know what i'm saying so there it was a i don't agree with let me just put my stance out i am pro-choice <laughs> okay. oh 100 yep but when you remove the um the emotions from the situation and you look at it at a, as a more medical scientific situation population growth <laughs> is the goal and i feel like it could have been handled way better i feel like it could have been handled way better would people have agreed no no nobody's agreeing to do anything they don't want to do that's just the mm-hmm. time's great but I feel like they could have went a different way by, you know, in, in maybe creating a bill to replace Roe v. Wade. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, like but the problem with that is that just creates more reason for them to waste our tax dollars debating on that bill. Well, the to me, that would make more sense than just I don't know and also from a PR like I try and look at things from all angles and just from a PR angle you know the the women of America the women of the world are angry now okay mm-hmm. <laughs> that didn't have to happen but it's and a divided crowd to- though because I've seen a lot of posts in support or just uh um non non not I won't even say nonsensical just uh aloof not mm. not really caring about uh, the stance. Some people even echoed what I said, where it's like, "Well, if guys don't want to have kids, just go have a vasectomy." Um, mm-hmm. And while I do, I do believe in that stance. If a guy doesn't want to have a kid, he should have a vasectomy. If that's if you want to be foolproof, guaranteed, you don't want to have kids, you will get a vasectomy. Now that, that being said, okay, go ahead. <laughs> that being said. That notwithstanding, <laughs> um, I also understand the need for, or the fear, I guess. It's more of a fear thing that uh, the slow of the creation of new population could breed an extinction, at least for yes. our country. Exactly. <laughs> but more and more American citizens are starting to travel abroad. And oh, yes. because of that, because of that, uh, I think 
there's there, the real the realistic ideal that uh, that we're going to grow extinct by some measure because people don't want to have kids in this country. I mean, it's one place on this entire globe. That's part of the problem with this divide of us having these different countries is that we're so afraid of not having American citizens that we're not thinking, well, they got too many citizens in other places. <laughs> yeah, I um, I don't think it's us per se, okay? But um, <laughs> there's, um, <clears throat> there was a, um, what do they call the political cartoons? I don't know, I feel like I mentioned this before, but there was a political cartoon where um, the people were protesting outside of Planned Parenthood at this lady not to have an abortion so she didn't have an abortion and then she's walking and then they're yelling at her telling her she's living off the government and to go get a job Cause I had a friend go through that too I don't know if we talked about it on here but we did talk about it I remember that mm-hmm. and that just stands out to me like you push one part of the agenda population growth okay well I just feel like research could have been done things could have been you know what I'm saying I think I feel like it was made out to be an emergency situation for years but there was also Mm -hmm. a movie and I've been trying so hard to remember the name of that movie but um where I wanted it might have been um man I can't I have part of the title and not the whole title the one about Monday. You know what happened about? to Monday? What happened to Monday? Because <clears throat> I want to say that's the one where there was a billboard and nobody had had a kid in like some crazy amount of days. The women had turned uh, infertile and uh, the world was over. And I might be splashing two movies together just because I'm wonderful like that but um <laughs> i mean there's a few different there's there's a few different shows and movies like that so uh, yeah because with um with monday you couldn't have the one kid because of uh overcrowding yeah that's the movie uh, i just looked it up thank you google then, yeah there's another and i don't know if it's the same movie there was a scene where there's a billboard and it's counting down to the basically the the death rate exceeded the birth rate mm-hmm and so there was a like a channel that was keeping track of when the last person was born. <laughs> and it had been like, you know, 1200 days. It was so crazy. And nobody in the world had had a baby in like six months because all the women were being born in fertile. It was, it was bananas. But, um, because those are opposite ends of the spectrum, so I think I smushed two movies together. But um, yeah, so the one movie we're talking about was the one where it was overcrowding, and your families families were only allowed to have one child at a time. Or one yeah, child, that's what period. happened to Monday. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good movie, by the way, guys. Um, they um, he actually has seven kids, I think. And that how I that so. have you seen it? Uh, or was it? It was six because sex tuplets. Oh, okay. So there was no Sunday because everybody had a name of the, of the days of the week. Or at least I think so. I mean, I could be wrong, but the description says sex tuplets, and I don't really remember. Uh, or no, I was wrong. Sep tuplets. Sep tuplets. Yeah, tuplets so, yeah. seven, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I thought I read. See, reading is fundamental. <laughs> 
Well, when it gets to those weird type of things, like I, I, I give you room. I give you, <laughs> I give you room. <laughs> yeah, because I have zero couplets. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't run the numbers up when it comes to the children because I don't, I don't really like them. So, um, yeah. <laughs> um, but yes. So. <clears throat> When you break it down that way, I think people would have been more understanding just as a people. If more you open said, to the conversation. Hey, if you just said, hey, we're disappearing at an alarming rate. Our birth rate is set to, you know what I'm saying? Um, our death rate is set to supersede our, our birth rate and we need people to reproduce. They could have gave out incentive. Well, I mean, this was probably the cheapest way. I'll say that. <laughs> Um, so those they, they could have incentivized people. There are people that that are surrogates. You know what I mean? They, yeah. They could have hooked it up. Um. This is what happens when you fly by the seat of your pants for one agenda. And everybody looks like a crazy person. I just feel like there was not enough dialogue on purpose around this from the people that have been elected. They were hush lips. They were just like, you know, this needs to go. And and then everybody's like, okay. Like, no, <laughs> like, I guess it does. How like we, how we vote on meeting. this. Right, like there was a small meeting and everybody's like, all right, that's what we gotta do. <laughs> I'm just like, why is, why are there politicians not, I don't know. I guess I don't get to see the, excuse me, the fight when it comes to things like that. And so it feels like nothing's being done. But I'm sure there are people out there fighting for the, you know, the right reasons and the right causes. I know um, Joe tried to get, Joe Biden tried to get um, something passed, you know, uh, in anticipation of this ruling that happened today. And, and a lot of states, a lot of states uh, have things in place. I know Hawaii has something in place um, that uh, automatically ensures that your uh, reproductive rights are preserved. But other states uh, like Florida and Texas, uh, quite the opposite. Yeah, there's a lot of laws that are just uh, set to automatically go into effect. If Roe v. Wade, if Roe v. Wade was not there, then they're <clears throat> locking it down. Because I want to say, was it Florida? Um, Yeah, I won't say what state because I'm not really 100% sure. But there's a state that has a 15. They still allow abortions. So abortions are not illegal. Let me start there because I don't want to give them misinformation. Abortions are not illegal. But as women, we now don't have a right to have an abortion. It's It's not a guarantee. And the mm-hmm. laws that states are making are making it almost impossible. Or the more um, conservative states, you know, states like California um, is still very liberal and they're not going to, you know, have anything crazy. Um, but there is a state that has a law that 15 weeks is what you get. If you haven't, you know, done anything by 15 weeks, you're keeping it. And that's the part that feels crazy. And it's uncomfortable to even think that, like, just as of this morning, a lot of women's rights were just stripped away. I think that's what bugs me the most about it. 
So yeah. now I got a bone to pick with all men because I'm mad about the men who supported taking away rights from women. That's I think that's what it really is for me. <laughs> right. I just I and can't I- support something that's just like, hey, so here you had some rights. We just decided this morning you don't have them anymore. Good luck. Right, but when I get to that point in my thought process, then I'm like, okay, you took away these rights to force population growth, but really all you did was piss people off. Yeah, <laughs> like, and a lot of people. You know what I mean? Like the the um getting rid of this um. What is it? Law? What is it? What would be the proper term for that? It's a bit of this. Let me. Uh, the constitutional right to yes. abortion. Getting rid of that constitutional right does not increase birth directly. And then, oh, I saw this amazing. If I can, man, if I, oh, yeah, I may link the TikTok to our Instagram page. Um, <clears throat> Graybeard and Bones on Instagram, but um, it was so interesting. This guy was just walking around Central Park, um, I want to say, and he was interviewing people to see what they thought about the ruling on abortion. And and it could be staged, totally could be staged because it sounds staged, but who knows? He runs into <laughs> um, uh, that was just a moment where I feel like I should have knew the guy's name. Um. <laughs> So let me find his name real quick. Um because he's a heavy hitter. Um and I don't wanna mess up his name. Do 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 He is the former me. president of um Planned Parenthood um in New York. Um <laughs> He is. Oh, come on! Why are y'all doing me like this? Um. It's always when you need that information. That's when, when it takes you the need it. That's when Google's like, I don't know what you're talking about. What? We were just. We were just <sighs> talking about things not happening when you need them to. Right before we got on here, too. Okay, got it. <clears throat> I had to put in some clues. Okay, so he runs into, and like I said, it could be totally staged. He runs into Alexander Singer. Um, Alexander Singer is Margaret Singer's grandson. Do you know who Margaret Singer is? Oh, she's the, I'm sorry, she's the founder of Planned Parenthood. Um, Okay. So her grandson was the person, he's older, uh, was the person that got asked, how do you feel about abortion? And he he got to marry I'm crazy because he was just like do you know who I am and the guy was like sorry no he was like I am Alexander Stanker I am the former president of Planned Parenthood okay because when they asked that question he looked like he wanted to unleash his soul okay he was like wait a minute (laughs) whoo you done you done came to the right one you know type of situation you know but he said to summarize what he said, he basically said it that he was, you know, um, just uh, speechless about the whole situation of women's rights being on the table for discussion 
um, and men deciding what women should do with their bodies, you know, with their reproductive organs. That is my direct uh, issue. Right. And so I, and it it just, I don't know. It just uh, gave it a um, more meaning because, you know, first of all, it's a man who's for women's rights and you don't necessarily get to see that a lot. You know what I mean? I mean, I know there's men out there. I'm saying, but you just don't get but to see women. Not in Congress. Right. <laughs> this Congress situation, that's a whole nother topic for me. But yes, so um, to summarize my position on this topic, I think, um, first of all, the issue, the main issue that was being addressed by doing this was not about women's reproductive rights. It was about population growth and uh, keeping our um, trying to turn around the birth rate that's been dropping for like 10, 12 years at least um, and getting it back on the rise. People people just don't want to have children in this climate, number one. Now you've taken Mm -hmm. away rights. We're in a pretty much okay hedge funds have well that's another topic but yeah people are buying up all the everything is insane right now and now is when you say i don't think you should have this choice or i'm going yeah, to control and there's a lot of I've, I've had conversations recently with with women who say they're afraid to bring children into this world when mm-hmm. they see they turn on their tv and they see things like sandy Hook. or you you've all you've all yeah, and, and, you, and, yeah. and you regularly that's become the norm now you see a school shooting and it's like oh another one there uh, uh, the statistic I saw that was crazy was there have been more mass shooting than days this year I think the mass shootings are in I think it's about 270 something and we haven't even been in this year for 270 days <clears throat> nope so that barely hit the halfway point multiple mass shootings in a day which is insane and mm-hmm. this is where they're trying to force uh, population growth mm. <laughs> yes. literally the mass shootings are taking everybody out like what you have to fix the problems not just produce yeah. more people to get hurt like that makes yeah. sense bingo so yeah that's my thing. What a day it is to be alive. Mm-hmm. 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 I don't. I don't think this should have been on the table. I, I think if they wanted to create wiggle room somewhere, they should have figured out a better way to do it. Which, again, I think we're in agreement on that. Mm-hmm. Is that there was a better way that they could have handled this? Um, attacking a woman's right to choose doesn't necessarily mean that you fix the problem. Oh, I'm sorry. Alexander Singer, that's the other thing he said. He said that, um, he said this is not going to stop women from getting abortion. It's going to disproportionately affect poor people and people of color. And um, people are still going to get abortions. They're now just not going to be safe. Mm Mm-hmm. Because that's the way it was before Roe v. Wade. Exactly. People doing them back alley stuff with hangers, all kind of crazy stuff you see in Mm -hmm. movies. Back in the day, no, nah, they were panicked. 
it's just gonna be underground and like the, the I don't want to want to compare it to that but like the chicks getting like the butt shots in the hotel rooms like it's gonna be like back alley stuff like that where people are doing mm-hmm. you know uncertified people are gonna put people in un, you know um, unsafe situations people are still yeah. gonna be dying from this craziness people pretending and, to be doctors exactly people pretending to be doctors pretending to know what they're doing uh, harming women's bodies and I don't I just think it's insane well, because when and you're in a panic okay you you don't always make the best decisions when you're panicking and mm-hmm. so in a panic you know hormones on the rise you're in a panic you don't know what to do you might not make the decisions that's best for your long-term longevity exactly. and we've now created a, an environment where that's going to be on the rise so mm-hmm. we're going to get a, a form of population control, all right? I just don't think it's the one they're shooting for. Man, we're going to be gone. I'm telling you what. <laughs> There's so many better options. That was the next thing I think would happen. If the population didn't, um, you know, turn around like they wanted to, um, I think people are going to start leaving in larger droves, okay? Mm-hmm. And they're going to start limiting... Um, <clears throat> the number of people that can leave the country. You know what I mean? It's gonna get crazy. That's yeah, what it's I only gonna get. Uh... <laughs> you know, you have a passport, but actually leaving the country because I've never heard about so many people leaving the country in my life. I talked on a mm-hmm. previous ex- uh, episode about the expat community um, in Mexico. And there's a people of color down there thriving, okay? And they're not worried about people, you know what I'm saying? The the stuff you have to worry about in America. You know, as long as you're adding value to the community that you live in, and that goes for wherever you live, but especially when you're in, you know, different countries and things like that, you have to add value there to be seen as a, a good thing. You know, are you bringing in money to the community? Are you, you know what I'm saying, doing stuff like that? So I've looked into it myself. Like, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a crazy idea. <laughs> I've seen some uh, decent housing and, you know, the areas are nice near the beach. So that's something I might deep dive into at, a, at another time. But people are going to start really leaving is what I think is going to my prediction. We may have to, uh, for um, research purposes, go and visit this uh, community of black folks. Oh, wow. And if, if by chance I just so happen to never come back to America again, you know, that just, you know, for research, then I research have purposes. To say when I get there, winning. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is long term research planning. I'm just saying, right. you know, right. it's not because I'm afraid to live in America anymore. Let I me mean, just put that out there. It's not for that. It's just there's so many beautiful places in the world where there are other people that I can talk to that aren't afraid of the same things I am living here. That's all. Yeah, I honestly might see if I because um, I'm just going to join some of their groups. I might see if I can ca- uh, catch an interview with one of the some of the people that are down there or just get some information from them because that's definitely an option that people are taking. And I don't oh, yeah. And make sure to pass that along to our listeners and me too because I want to know about all that oh yeah we got to go do our research so I looked at um I lost my passport guys lost it 
I told so the story is my mom had it and I'm grown I'm I'm grown as person, okay? <laughs> like, I ain't no child. <laughs> but I know I lose stuff. So I had my mom keeping my passport and then she was like, You grown grown. Take your passport and put it up somewhere. And I know me. <laughs> I know me. I lost it. I don't even remember bringing it home. I have no idea where it went. And, <laughs> and then I let her know by herself because she knew better than to give it to me because I knew and she knew I was going to Okay? No, why you going to tell your mama she know better? Right! <laughs> she got it renewed for me and I was like, yes, thank you. All right? And then you're going to give it back to me. I don't want it. Just hold it. Just hold it. I can't do nothing with this. What am I supposed to do with this? Right, but loose. <laughs> you so, gonna find it folded up between some seats somewhere? I think it. I think it's been gone since my last vehicle. Okay, I don't think I've had it in a while. Oh, uh, so. never mind. Somebody gonna find I it found, for you. I found, and the crazy thing is, I found the one before that. I found that one. <laughs> the expired one. The expired one. <laughs> I found that one, but not the one I needed. So, but I do know that. And just some dropping some knowledge for anyone who doesn't know. Um, if you're just going to go to the surrounding countries, you don't have to get a passport book. You can get a passport card that is thirty dollars. Yep, yep thirty dollars. And you can go to Canada, Mexico. It also says the Caribbean and the Bahamas, which I didn't know. Yes, um, I've done that. I've used my passport card to travel on cruises and such. So. If you don't want to get the book because you're not going nowhere far, definitely look into getting the card. I also um, found out there are certain transport centers that if you're the only part is you have to be leaving the country within something crazy, like seven days or something weird. And you need a passport. <laughs> I'm like, what are these situations where you didn't know you was leaving the country until today? You know what I'm saying? But there's only a few of them like around the country that you can get a passport the same day. Normally it takes about um, I think 10 to 12 weeks to get the book. <laughs> Things like that. So if you're interested in that, I'll um, post some links up so that you can see so you can get some more information. Because I, I kind of want to go to Mexico since it's a hop skip, you know. And I didn't want to have to pay for the book. I think that's what's been um, deterring me from doing it because I'm like honey, honey it's, it's expensive now um but um yes so expat community passports you see where we going people is you coming with us what's the going on yes okay. let's get on this ride shoot us free. a message shoot us a DM let us know you know what I'm saying <laughs> so we get this little trip together this uh what mm -hmm. do you call it research research yeah research mm -hmm. in depth research and analysis research and we might could, like mm -hmm. slap our coon and then shake that a little something and research. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is the vibe. Yeah. Cause I really it ain't free, but it'll it'll be it'll be enriching. Oh yes, I want to go to Tulum, but it seems like everybody's gone there, done it to death, so to speak, because it was one of the places open during the pandemic. But I still want to go. <laughs> yeah, post pandemic, it might be interesting. I just feel late to the party. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dang, everybody been in already? Like, good lord. I mean, now they may have uh, 
revamp their resources that uh, we used up in vacation mode. Yeah, because they have the <laughs> um, the statue. I really like the statue. If you um, if you look up Tulum, you'll see the statue. It's a statue of Mother Earth that somebody they made it for a festival, but it got so much attention that they kept it <clears throat> and uh, made it a part of the uh, you know part of the town. I believe it's like an hour and a half, two hours outside of Mexico. I mean, outside of uh, Cancun. So, just a little drop and a little knowledge for you people. Uh, uh, I'm liking it. I'm liking the vibe. I'm doing my research. I'm here. Let's do it all. May come a point in time where I also uh, give our listeners a little tour of the Philippines. Because I have uh, my my female best friend is uh, Filipino and Black, or Filipina and Black. Uh, And she very much loves to go back home because she's a dual citizen and she loves going back home and I have sworn oath to go back home with her so mm-hmm. she can show me around I can meet the rest of her family and soak in some of the cuisine the oh, fine yeah. cuisine yeah and I you know go ahead. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe meet women too but that's not the point it's not the point. The point right. is fine dining, immerse myself in culture, and possibly never come back home. Research. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's it. Research. <laughs> um, yeah, and <clears throat> as a, I don't know, as a, as an elder millennial, I'll say that um, I, not even as an elder millennial, but just growing up with. Um, a limited palette, shall we say? Um, I I want to I I want to try new foods, but I just mm, sometimes I got to get out of that. It might be a personal thing. Uh, but, we got to avoid know, getting stuck in our ways. We aren't that old yet. We're not that old. Well, I mean, it's, I don't even know if it's an age thing. It's more exposure. You know what I mean? What you what you've <laughs> experienced in life. Now and, we all know that older black people don't like to try new things yeah but i mean it's 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 we're coming out of it i think we're getting better <laughs> as a people you know because we travel uh-huh. more uh-huh. You know? this is true i'll give you that but yeah i just there's so many things i didn't eat as a kid that i eat now and i'm just like well that's that's kind of a normal transition but at the same time when you you come from a different a certain demographic and you um you're culturally, you know, the food is southern, because I'm from the south. You know, that southern palate, you know, heavy on the butter and gravy. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? When you get to experience other heavy things. On sugar. Well, no, nah, I mean, it's... yeah, yeah, the sugar. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even going to touch on it. Don't, don't get me started. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the um for for most people yeah the just the heavy eating down there and then you uh get to experience other cultures it's it's eye-opening you know i think so yeah try some things figure out what you like and what you don't like for example i found out very quickly that i'm not a plantain type person it's just not for me well i'm a weird person anyway because i don't eat fruit at all um, I well, <laughs> I like grapes and apples, and that's it. 
no, but I make mean, sure yeah. everybody else around me eats fruit. Like I'm very pro yeah. fruit, just not a participant. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of other cultures are like heavy on the fruit. You know what I'm saying? The bananas, nah, the plantains, and all that. My problem is that I love all the acidic fruits, so I'm trying to get away from that because those aren't always healthy in abundance. Yeah, they're bad for your teeth, right? Is that right? Yeah, to your to almost everything. <laughs> I mean, they're acidic, so you can turn your body chemistry acidic if you eat too much. It takes a lot to do that, but it's very much possible, especially if all you do, like when I was younger, was drink a ton of apple juice. That's all I would drink. I would drink apple juice more than I would drink water. It's not healthy. Well, that comes back to the sugar, okay? Uh, <laughs> you're raised on on that sugar cane. Take mm. it straight from the cane. Put it in my sweet tea, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the southern life, I tell you. Um, <laughs> Give up limbs for that sweet tea. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> People are giving up limbs for all kind of food. There's no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. We are striving to be better, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's you know, what I limited mean. my indulgence in uh, pork products. I know a lot of people say you just shouldn't eat pork. That swine, blah blah blah. But it tastes so good, and it smells so good when it's frying. Every now and then, I get a little taste. I do, and it's cheap because right now <sighs> food is outrageous. Uh huh. Like getting turkey bacon ain't what it used to be. Man, there's this one grocery store and <laughs> every week is some pork that you like, hmm. <laughs> Do I want to <laughs> eat a salad every day or some pork chops? I don't know. <laughs> some chops. I know somebody that makes really good pork chops. Let me tell you, if they put pork chops on my plate, I'm eating them. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. They're there and they're cooked. Yeah, you're not going to seek them out. But if they yeah. land in front of you, like I personally, I don't cook pork. I just eat it. I actually had a pork belly for the first time, which sounds oh, really? crazy. How was that? But it, it's like rib tips. It's so freaking yeah. delicious. But definitely not something to indulge in all the time. Definitely not. <laughs> I don't know how we got on this food segment, but yeah. <laughs> it's all right. Hey, it works. It works. Let me tell you, uh, when I was in college, uh, I met a guy, his name was Thomas, and all he swore by was turkey ribs. And I was like, turkey ribs? He was like, yeah, man, you don't understand. There's more meat on the bone, there's less fat, and they're delicious. You're going to love them. And that's all he would do. Every week, he would come back, and he'd be like, man, I made them turkey ribs this weekend. Y'all should have stopped by. So one day, um, I because my, my roommate, because I, I had just gotten a new roommate, and my roommate and Thomas and I were co-workers. Uh-huh. And so he was like, hey, Let's go over to his house. Let's get some of them turkey ribs he's always talking about. I'm telling you, they're delicious. He's right. I had one. One rib changed my life. Uh, I have never had that. That sounds interesting. Oh, yeah. And I would have never sworn by him until he got gave that ring endorsement. And then I tasted it myself. And I was like, I don't know if there's another rib that can take the place of this turkey rib right here. Yeah, that's, that's something that, hmm, I might have to look into that. Yeah, as well. It's in the south. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Changing it yeah, up. So. Southern that's turkey ribs. Uh, same thing with our uh, annual fairs and carnivals where they have the turkey leg. Oh, those things be swimming. Mm. 
I don't even like turkey legs like that. Like in Thanksgiving, even with the fried turkey, I'm just like, let me get some meat off of the turkey leg. I don't want that whole thing. I will eat the entire drumstick at the fair. <laughs> well, that's because you've been walking around like a crazy person and you're starving. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what's that over there? Funnel cakes and gator meat? Give me one of each. <laughs> the fair doesn't count because everybody eats horrible at the fair. I Our know. Coming um, soon. I <laughs> well, no, it's not. I think it, they they put an ad out about the fair. I guess to to um, increase awareness that it's coming. But I don't think mm-hmm. I don't think it's coming to October. But yeah. You see, post pandemic, you got to announce stuff way in advance. Yeah. <laughs> so people know it's happening. Mm-hmm. Like for real, this is really going to happen. Really going to have a mass gathering. Please, please, for the love of God, show up. <laughs> oh, I, I did see something um, um, in the social media realm that I thought was interesting. There's, um, there was this, and I'll I'll post all this stuff on the um, on our Instagram account. But it was <clears throat> a meet and greet. I'm gonna figure out how I got to this thought in a minute. But <laughs> oh, we're talking about social <laughs> gatherings. Yes, yeah, so there was a meet and greet for um, uh, it was women of color, women of color. They had a meet and greet for you know men and women to get together post pandemic. You know, people to get out, socialize a little bit, and no men showed up. <laughs> and the 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 um, the comments about it were just all over the place, but. The, the attitude of the men in the comments were more so like we can meet women anywhere you know what I mean and they saw it more as a uh uh they didn't understand why um it was so important for basically for the men to be there they were like why do we need to go to that we can meet women anywhere and one of the responses was that the thinking of those type of men <clears throat> were toxic because if someone's providing you a space to meet women where they want to be met and socialize with you versus meeting them at the gym or at the job and kind of coming off more as uh, more harassing than you know what I mean harassing them mm-hmm. in environments where they're not trying to meet you <laughs> was was their line of thinking and I was like that's really interesting um that when when a space is created for you to to facilitate the the um not camaraderie but to facilitate facilitate relationships and women are in a space where they're like yes I want to meet people and you're only meeting women that want to meet you (laughs) then nobody showed up but you know, at the gym, you're looking. You're, you know, I, I had a crazy experience at the gym where I was getting my gym on, you know, trying to be sexy for the summer, and I felt someone staring at me, and I was just like, okay. And then when I when I locked eyes with him, I felt like, you know, a ribeye steak, and I was just like, bruh. <laughs> Well, I feel like you got a fork and a knife in your hand, and you trying to just devour me with your eyeballs. Like I don't like this. <laughs> So I retreated back into the women's only section. Okay. <laughs> I can't concentrate now. Like, You're not going to throw me back out in a while. 
Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I, I definitely felt the statement. Like when you're in an environment where, where meeting people is not your focus and people are coming at you, it's not always the greatest feeling. So having an environment <laughs> where that's the purpose, you would think people would want to mingle. Mm. And not to Here's the interesting thing mingle. about that. Mm-hmm. I, I won't say, let me preface this, okay? This is not a pro-men statement. Clearly, from the beginning of this conversation, I haven't been very pro-men, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> so I just want to say, this is not a pro-man statement, not a beat my hands across, my fists across my chest like an animal type of thing, right? Mm-hmm. However, Mama, what I will say is, even as uncomfortable as the statement may be to hear or to say, that mm-hmm. men like the hunt, and it's the difference between going off of a river and fishing in the water versus going to a man-made pool where they threw the fish in there that come to your hook willingly because they know you're just going to throw them back. Mmm. Mmm. That does make sense. It's more of a, a innate thing than, than an actual um, conscious decision is what you're saying. Like, yeah. So you mean to tell me I don't have to look for There's just going to be women there that just want to get like, I don't have to actually try to look for somebody that I find interesting. I just walk in. Boom. Oh, you're single. Oh, boom. Oh, you're single. Oh, oh, you're single, too. Oh, OK. Yeah. Hey, yeah. All right. You think that was desirable. I, don't- <laughs> uh, I, guess, I guess. Yeah. But it takes I, I use this word loosely. It mm. takes the fun out of it because there's no mystery. You're there to meet men, which means when the men walk in, they don't have to figure out who's looking for someone. Right. But at the same time, post-pandemic, everybody's been in the house turning into introverts. You know what I'm saying? Like, you would feel yeah, like, well. like, to me, it feels like a situation where you can, you know, thrive for those that However, don't thrive naturally. I got something for that, too. Online talk has increased at an exponential rate. You don't have to leave your house to meet somebody new anymore. And it's not like the dating app meet someone. Like literally on Facebook, friend of a friend. Oh, hey, we're in the same conversation thread. Oh, okay, cool. Hey, what's your name? Well, you see my name on my page, but people call me, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, And you can meet someone just that simple. So why leave your house when you don't actually have to do that anymore? And that was some of the other comments. They were like, we can just, you know, meet people online. Like, we ain't got to go somewhere. No. And that that's scary that people don't I've met so many meet people. <laughs> I've met so many women the past couple of years because they were just sitting online bored with nothing to do. True. It was like, but hey, you want to talk? To me, that, me- that makes red flags harder to see. <laughs> You're not uh, yeah, yeah. the red flags. But some some red flags go unseen once you get them in conversation in person as well. Right, but I'm just saying there's more. There's, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't see any flags through the computer yeah. necessarily. This is true. Sometimes in conversation, you can catch a flag or two, but you become mm-hmm. emotionally invested with someone that you really don't know. Yeah. And that part yeah. people are really comfortable with now. And I'm just like, yeah, I, it's exciting to meet people. Like, I used to um, go to a spot. You're not wrong. 
after work, I just started randomly. Well, I knew people that went there before, and I went for somebody's birthday. But I randomly started going to the spot because the atmosphere was amazing. Like, <laughs> it, it was it was a little hole in the wall, like nothing crazy. But you could literally go grab you a drink, sit outside. Somebody's going to talk to you. They're not necessarily, they're not talking to you to date you. They're not talking, you know what I'm saying? They're not coming at you crazy. Literally, people just come there and want to hang out and have conversations. And I used yeah, to hang sometimes out Sometimes it's good like, to just have conversations. Yeah, I hung out there for like a few months because it was just amazing to me that you could just go sit there and people are just going to start talking. <laughs> this is the best thing ever. And I like that environment. And we need to get back to that. You know what I mean? Because you're missing, also with the pandemic, human contact had, has, had become, you know, uh, scarce. Because of the pandemic, and people should be craving that human contact, and instead, people became okay with it. Yeah, and I'm about to say something uh, contrarian, very hypocritical of what I said about men. Is the fact that I would have gone to the event? Yeah, but that might speak. I like human interaction being elder millennials as well we're we have yeah. had more of that in our lives than some of these younger generations yeah, who I'm clearly an introvert and living online yeah. oh, oh I saw something for that too so <laughs> this guy said I need he was an introvert he said I need an extrovert friend where we go to the party you know what I'm saying I grab some food they socialize and we both go home happy <laughs> then I was like, yeah. yo, that's, that's my bad. <laughs> yeah, because that was what my female, when, when I lived in California, me and my female best friend would go out all the time because mm-hmm. she was an extrovert, more so then. And so it was more fun to go out there and mingle with people as long as I knew, hey, I'm out here with my friend. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But just going out there by myself was somewhat of a complication because I was like, "What am I? What am I going to say to these people? I'm just here. I'm going home. I'm gonna go home. Let me go see if I can catch a movie." Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just think it's easier. It's it's a double edged sword because you're either the type of person that really loves to go out and you love seeing people. But you don't want to go to that type of environment because it's like they've heard it everyone, so there's nothing to hide. Mm-hmm. Or you're the type of person that's afraid to go into an environment where there's a ton of people you don't know, where you're just trying to put yourself out there and trying to overcome that fear of being in public with people. Or And there's just so many different things that can happen there. Um, and through all of that, <laughs> I still would have gone. But apparently yeah. a lot of other men didn't. <laughs> right. And again, it could be that there was a, um, what do you want to say, marketing issues. Maybe the word didn't get out, but an- enough got out that there was at least like 10 to 15 women there. So, uh, Umbrella Academy is back. Uh, have, you, have you been checking that out? 
Absolutely. I checked my Netflix. I saw that. I said, yes, this is what I need right now. Now, I'll preface this statement by saying, I don't think it's a bad season. I just don't think it's as good as the other two seasons. I'll agree with that. I will agree. Um, but it's that it, this is the death season for most shows. The third season is really hard to come out of the third season. And there are reasons why a fourth season would be necessary mm-hmm. without giving any spoilers. Because I don't know how many people have finished it. It just dropped. So yeah. I, I'll, I'll give the wrap up for it next week. But for this week, what I'm going to say is I don't like it as much as before. Yeah. And, and my issue is that until episodes eight, nine, and 10, I was kind of bored. Um, like were, it is slow. It is slow yeah. building. Um, like it was entertaining. It's just, uh, it lagged in places that I didn't like. Right. Yeah, there's not a lot of action. Way more storyline because they kind of got to explain why they are where they are. Um, yeah, they were building the story out because there's another show that did that too. They just kind of drop you somewhere <laughs> and you're just like, okay. Well, honestly, they dropped them somewhere too. So yeah. you're kind of figuring it out together, which was kind of cool in the beginning because there's a lot going on. Um, but yeah, it's way more uh, storyline, relationships type of situations for the beginning of the season. Um, and then kind of once you know who all the players are, then, then it gets a little more action. Yeah. And I think it was there was some poor writing involved here. I can't blame it on the cast because the cast did what the cast does. They're, they're fun. They had hilarious moments as usual. I just think in some spots it fell flat because with the storytelling, I think they spent too much time trying to over-explain things and not explaining the right things. Okay. Um, and, and, I mean, it's the third season, the third apocalypse. When are we going to get a new storyline? It's just, it's one of those things where it can't always be the end of the world that they're dealing with. I, I was very much into... Uh, a lot of the interpersonal relationships because as you know the last season ended on a cliffhanger where the Umbrella Academy came back to the future basically <laughs> Michael J. Fox reference there uh, <laughs> the Umbrella Academy came back to the future and found that the Sparrow Academy was now replacing them or the Sparrows <laughs> as they call themselves well it wasn't um, it's a different timeline so they didn't necessarily replace them he well, just, I mean, they, they're basically. He, I mean, the, he said that that's what he purposely did. That like he he replaced them because he didn't want them after the last season, and they were in that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and it, I mean, there's a lot more to it than that. But again, no spoilers. So, um, but the problem. My issue with that whole scenario is that there was a lot of really good storytelling in there mixed with a bunch of murky stuff. It wasn't even, I could deal with the lack of action because there was a lot of fun moments, a lot of entertaining moments. And when they had fights, they were very entertaining fights. Yes. 
it's yeah. just there were places where if they had spent more time in character development because you can't introduce new characters and then not introduce the characters right that's what took a while yeah and and that was my main issue is that i still don't know these people so how am i supposed to feel anything about what's happening in this story yeah it gets a little weird so it, I, I don't know it, it is just it felt like uh and i hate to do this because i never had to compare the two before and i didn't want to do it now but it's at that point it feels like umbrella academy is diet the boys um sort of uh, well, this season this season the, before uh, previous seasons i never had the issue it is this season specifically i'm referencing it feels like diet the boys because mm-hmm. it was its own iteration it had its own thing and then all of a sudden there were all these soups everywhere <laughs> you know yeah and yeah, we never had to deal with the, that before i think I, i'm my point is that i think it's less than diet the boys you know what i mean like i think you're giving it more credit than you should in that comparison because, you know what oh, you're right because diet the boys would be like normal crazy you know what i'm saying like Entertaining. Okay. You gotta that show's on is what? Um yeah. this is more like when they make the kid version of a show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like you got Scooby Doo and then Scooby Doo babies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. You're right. You're right. The Muppets and then the Muppet Baby. Nope. Yeah. I can't even get it that much credit because Muppet Babies was very entertaining. So never mind. Um, <laughs> but it's more like that when they start making a, a, a no, I don't want to say dumbed down because it's not dumbed down, but it's uh, it's just plus oversimplified. Yeah, oversimplified. There we go. That is there's funny. no there's no real intrigue until you get to the final three seasons. I'm not saying it's not worth watching for those who want to watch. I'm not yeah. saying it's not worth watching. It is a decent season. But decent when you have two really good seasons of a show, don't cut. That's just you know, it's just one of those things. If I'm trying not to doze off while I'm watching a show that has always kept me entertained, we've got a problem. Yeah. But I found myself falling asleep, wanting to do some language learning courses, thinking about food <laughs> when I'm oh, not really hungry. So I've done the same thing in that I was watching it and I probably watched one or two episodes. And after that, I found myself, my mind wandering, you know, it wasn't enough excitement to keep me engulfed in it. I started doing other stuff. I watched some TikToks while it was playing. I just was like, hmm, I don't know what's going on on TikTok. Like it just, it just did not keep my attention that well. So then when I popped back in, of course, because it's binge watching, you have no idea what episode you're on. I have no idea what's going on, but also that probably speaks to how it's not as great because I literally came back at a random time and just started watching again. I had no questions. <laughs> I wasn't lost. I was like, all right, they're running around. Something's going on. They're trying to fix it. Got it. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had the same experience because I fell asleep at one point, woke up, just kept watching. <laughs> 
I ain't even rewind it. I still don't know if I how much I missed, but I know it wasn't relevant. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I shouldn't be able to fall asleep on your show, wake up, watch somewhere else randomly and be like, okay, got it. <laughs> like it should be vital. Like, oh my God, what did I miss? And I didn't feel that way. And I feel like maybe it happened more than once. And ask me how much I care. Right. And I'm just so, yeah, to that, I, I had that same thing. And I totally get it because it, it was just, it was like that. It wasn't even um, noticeable at the time until you said that, that I was doing that. You're right. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I was just doing stuff. Because yeah. uh, usually when I'm really enthralled with a television show, I'll put my phone on the charger. And if somebody texts or calls, I'm like, oh, what do you want? But with this, I was like, oh, yeah, what's up? Like, I went outside, I paused it, went outside, talked to some folks and so on. I just, it didn't bother me. I didn't feel like I was missing anything. I had a whole conversation during one of the episodes. And when I clicked back into the show after the conversation, it felt like I didn't miss anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly how I felt. And I was just like, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. And I'm not trying, again, I'm not trying to trash the show. I'm just saying this this season, just, you know, with that expectation I had, like, the, the comparison, I'll give another comparison. Stranger Things season four, episode four, has been, fun, or not episode four, this, that's my favorite episode of season four, but Stranger Things season four has been exemplary. Like, to me, it's the best season since the first season, when we were first introduced to the characters. And there was, again, with Stranger Things, season three was kind of this lull period where it was like, okay, where are we going with this? I don't know. And, you know, between season two and season three, people were kind of wavering. And then season four just came out with a gut punch. Like, oh, you want you want the show? Here's the show. And I felt it. Yeah, right. And I feel like they had the benefit of a hiatus because of COVID and the pandemic to take time off and go, okay, here's what we want to do. And mm-hmm. I feel like Umbrella Academy did not get the same results from that low, that that low peak where they couldn't do anything and had time to brainstorm and put something together. And they came back with this. I'm, I'm a little disappointed, you know. Yes, um, I, that's that's a fair assessment. Yeah. But episode eight, nine, and ten, I was like, well, where was this the whole season? This is what I was looking for. Because season two left off with certain cliffhangers that they don't address until the final few episodes. And it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, it was it was put together really weirdly and no one's addressing the actual events going on. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because by the... Uh, and I don't think I finished it. I think I got to like... the. Uh, I think there's 10 episodes, is that right? Yeah. I thought got to like eight or, eight or nine. Well, probably, I think seven or eight, something like that. And the storyline goes crazy because there's chaos around them, but there's a whole nother story going on. Yeah. So it's like, it's like a house is on fire, but everybody's at the table eating dinner. You know what I'm saying? Like, what? <laughs> what is happening right now? Like, why isn't anybody like running out the building or, you know, we're looking for water. They're just in there. Like, nothing's going on. It just yeah. gets out. Yeah, and, and the show does wild things like that sometimes, but in this case, it, in a season full of it, it's 
it, it just doesn't never finds balance. I never felt until the final episodes that there was a point. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to be all over the place, but usually shows that are all over the place are all over the place with a point. Even Doom Patrol has it down to a science when it comes to that. Um, Doom Patrol on HBO Max for those that are interested. Uh, it's the DC DC hijinks. Uh, and it's kind of in the vein of like a peacemaker, but it's even more crazy than that. We'll talk about that another time because there's some episodes there that I unpacked that'll drive you crazy. Um, but Umbrella Academy this season didn't feel like Umbrella Academy. It felt like some other show that had the same characters in it. Yeah, that's a good description because that's, yeah, that's how I feel too. Like, I, I recognize the people, but I'm, they're, they're, they're like, um, roles in the, in the show were just kind of weird. Yeah. And there were characters that I've loved since season one and season three was kind of like, all right, let me find somebody else to be interested in then. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah, it just wasn't, wasn't captivating as it normally Mm. was. Because there's usually so much chaos, but yeah, at the same time, um, it just yeah. Oh. Mm. I will say one one particular character had a story where they really went through it, and they went through. It. I got that particular character's transition. I got why they had to change the character. I won't give any spoilers. I won't even tell you who the character is, but there's a particular character who, and you'll you'll know this, they went through some trauma and they're experiencing yeah. PTSD really hard and they took some heavy losses. And I understand a character change when you go through that kind of trauma. That I get. Yeah. What's everybody else's excuse? <laughs> so they just changed overnight. Yeah, everybody, you're right. Everybody took on a different personality. So it's like within their dynamic, everybody's roles shifted. And they even said mm-hmm. it, you know? Somebody was like, why are you so agitated? You're usually the calm person, you know what I mean? And they're like, yeah. oh gosh. Yeah. Nothing's wrong with me, I'm fine. And I get it, that's trauma. That is one of the few bits of storytelling they did right. I get that. But why nobody else really paid attention to the fact that this was happening, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it just, yeah, so. Overall, uh, Umbrella Umbrella Academy is worth watching. This will be my my review. It's worth watching. Just don't expect all the bells and whistles. Mm-hmm. Storyline is chill. You know, it's chill. That's what it is. It's not exciting. It's not like, ooh, did you see that? It's more like, huh? You know what I mean? <laughs> You're just like, hmm. With some, with that's some. Oh, that's that's funny. That's that's right? funny. <laughs> yeah. It's like you don't, it, it doesn't um, incite, like, you know, the same thing the previous seasons did. Um, I like that Klaus has a much bigger role because he's usually not really around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's stuck around the whole season this time. He's in every episode. Yeah, he had a much bigger <laughs> role this season because he's one of my favorite characters because he's just right. does what he wants to do. Um, Another one, but, oh, another character who character who characteristically developed within the show and maintained that development. So I enjoyed that. Um, that was good. The um, you know, uh, characters finding love was interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. 
because it's 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 a few people, you know, a couple people maybe, a couple people. Um, and <laughs> the um, love stories are always awesome. Um, I think one of the main goals of this season that I saw was um, not to uh, not to be so judgy, and people can change. That would be my the things I took away from it. People can change because everybody yeah. in this mug changed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some for the better, some for the I don't care. <laughs> yeah, some for the worst. I would call that the worst because woo, that some of them attitudes is just cheap. Like, yeah, like you just, you just being nasty for no reason. Why'd you get out the bed today? You know, what I'm yeah. <laughs> just to make some. You ain't saving nobody. Food. Save yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So yeah, oh. definitely think that's interesting. Um, but we will, you know, I think they need to hurry up and come up with something else because you can't just leave it like this. Yeah, no. they need to expedite another season if it's coming because you kind of left us on a low. Like if somebody asked me about it, I'd be like, "Yeah, I watched it." Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm gonna be like, "Oh, I'm not gonna be like, oh, did you see Umbrella Academy?" You know, if somebody asked me about the show, I'd be like, yeah, the first two seasons are really good. That is what I would tell them. <laughs> right. So, it's not like the, the season, because The Boys is on its third season. Third season came yeah, out swinging. We can't, we can't blame it on that. It's just, <laughs> just didn't give what it was supposed to give. Yeah, they found a way to, you know, but see... They both benefit from having a good, decent amount of source material. Because the Umbrella, Umbrella Academy didn't just come out of nowhere. They've been theorizing and I putting this together for a while. The boys directly from the pages of the comic book. And and I think they had a bigger hill to climb because sometimes when you're pulling things from the pages of comic books, it falls flat. Not yeah. even in the third season from the beginning. Because I, I don't want to, I don't want to name drop any name drop any bad shows that didn't benefit from comic material. Tell <coughs> me, um, <laughs> but you know, there's some shows, <coughs> Naomi, who didn't oh, benefit man. from having a comic book to go from and got canceled after the first season. <coughs> Naomi, uh, yeah. I don't know. I seem to be coming down with something. Um, but yeah, it's just <laughs> again, some shows just didn't benefit from it. But the boys not only ripped stuff, they censored stuff from the comic books, and it's still crazy. <laughs> yeah, they should have. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not even going to tell y'all what's happening, what I'm watching right now, but I'll tell you the title of the episode. The title of season three. Episode six is episode six of the boys. Yeah, season three, episode six is called Hero Gasm. Oh yes, you did say that. You did. Hero Gasm. I just let your mind wander. Okay. <laughs> as wild as you can think, it's crazy. All right, just you know, get there so that you know y'all can understand too. We may talk about it. Like once you watch it. We may have a discussion on here, Bones, you know what I'm saying? So the people can hear us unpack at the episode six. Cause... 
<laughs> yeah, I'm going to watch it today, so we'll see what happens afterwards. It's a doozy. That's all I can say. <laughs> and it's not as bad, because when we, when we reconvene, I'm going to also tell you how things didn't go the way that they did in the comic books, because they purposely omitted some stuff, because it was just too much. There was just too much going on? As if what yeah. goes on in there isn't too much already? Okay. Uh, this was above and beyond too much. Okay. <laughs> and the fact that, that they censored it and it's still this great. Mm. This is the season, the season, censored version and it's still wild, still crazy and I still don't understand what I'm seeing right now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you got me interested. What could possibly be going on over there? It's a wild ride. That's that's all. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. My goodness. <laughs> it goes from uh, what the to oh, pretty much. Okay. That's, the ride that that's I'm pretty on. much how the first episode was for me. Yeah. That makes and they consistently keep that pace up, and I respect that. This is what I expect from shows keep me entertained. That's all I mm-hmm. ask. You got one job, show entertain me. You know, make me feel things, good and bad. Uh, but enough about it, Brother Academy. I think we covered that. We, yeah. yeah. All right, we're we're good oh. on that. I'm... <laughs> oh yeah, we had um. There was one other thing I was going to talk about was the um. Uh. Oh wow, the brain, the brain is is leaking. Okay, let me um. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me, guys. Um, oh, the new device came out. It's coming out. Sorry. Um, so Amazon's Alexa goes all in on the creepy factor with a new feature to mimic the voice of dead people. Mm-hmm. All right, Black Mirror. Well, here, here, here's the subtitle, which, which is important. Your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could they didn't stop to think if they should. Mm. And that pretty much sums it up uh, uh, how I feel about it. Like, I I heard about it and I was like, hmm. I turned to my, I was talking um, about it at work to somebody and I I turned to my neighbor, I was like, this is gonna create some some therapy issues. Yeah. (laughs) Um, People are gonna get way too attached to this because I feel like there's already movies that have been out about this where you Man, keep, yeah. um, a piece of someone and you said Black Mirror because that's the first thing yeah. I thought about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was an episode with Haley Atwell which and uh, hold on. I'll see if I can find the name of it um, um, there's a few episodes that came to mind for me there's the one with um um <laughs> Me and my nominal aphasia. I tell you what. Um, <laughs> famous star. What's her name? The one that had the doll. I mean, the little thing. The, you say um, the little thing that did not. Uh, the little robot <laughs> thing that was people were buying. That was like a piece of her. What the heck is her name? Are you talking about the Archangel episode? What's the Where person? They put in... Oh wait, which. Uh, it depends on the episode because there's you know there's so many stars on that show. 
Okay. Um. Well, when I think of college, um, uh, what was the what was happening in the episode? I told you they. She was a superstar, and they made dolls. They oh, made oh, oh! Uh, the Ashley O episode with Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus. That's what I was trying to think of. That episode came to mind, and then um, what was the other um that one? And then there was another one that had which was the one you were talking about. I'm, I'm looking for it right now because it's it is the one that sticks out to me the most. Um, and I can picture it. I just can't think of the name of it. It's one of I the early know. seasons, I believe. Oh, be right back. That was the name of it. And what happened in that one? It is the it. one where the husband goes out to make a delivery and he dies. And so this lady at the funeral puts the Haley Atwell's character onto this thing where you can communicate with your loved ones who passed away oh, by giving yes. yeah, yes. give them access to their social media. Mm-hmm. And he was talking in his voice and referencing memories and so on. And she was filling in the blanks. And then it went from that to giving it a body. Oh, that was the worst to me. That was I was like, that's just a little too far. Okay. And that is exactly where this makes me go with it. Like, if we're here with it getting voice, how far are we from it getting sentience and body? Exactly. They already make all these robots now that can do all these things, these high intelligent sentient level things. We've already got rogue code that replicates itself and creates its own language that we don't understand. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of things that just weren't thought through, okay? Mm -hmm. Like, it was just cheese me Christmas. (laughs) And we're making all these things... Just because you can doesn't mean you should. (laughs) Because we're making all these things independent of each other. But what happens when they all collide and become one? Right, they're gonna all make a Facebook group and then it's over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Nobody's and that, there. <laughs> and there's there's a reoccurring theme on this show called Love Death Plus Robots on Netflix. Uh-huh. Uh and there's these three robots that are roaming around the roaming around our world post apocalypse. Like we're all dead. So all they're seeing is all of our remains everywhere. Um, and they talk about all the stupid things that humans did. Like they said, uh, what was one of the funniest lines? It was, um, they mistreated their robots and they killed them and then they started laughing. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And I died laughing because, I mean, we do. How badly do we treat our phones, our tablets? We beat on them, we hit them, we throw controllers, we throw stuff at TVs. (laughs) and we don't think about it because they're just stupid things that we own they're ours what happens when they decide to throw us back yeah that's gonna be a problem (laughs) like this thing this stupid controller's broken and you throw it and then the whole the whole console gets up and says stupid human you broke my friend right (laughs) that's no good (laughs) We don't think about that. It'll never happen in our lifetime, right? Okay. <laughs> I don't. Think I saw Terminator. When I hear things, <laughs> I'm just like, mm-hmm, yep. 
Like the fact that they're trying to transplant brains and heads and stuff now. Come on now. <laughs> We've seen the movies. That goes all the way back to what Frankenstein. Like it's been, it's been a long time coming now. Hey, we've learned learned nothing from our own fiction, <laughs> and they just problem, keep it. Yeah, problem is we keep giving each other these bad ideas when we create the fiction that breeds the science. Mm, but that's not always the case. Sometimes the science bred the fiction, and then we went back to the uh, science. Uh, you know what I mean? Some some people are just depraved like that. So yeah, you got a, you got a point there. But there's some things that if we see, there's some things if we think it, we don't have to give it form. Yeah, that's true. But well, then it raises curious. those questions. We're too curious. <laughs> that age-old question where, you know, what could happen if everybody could go to space? Well, we're getting there now. <laughs> right. They're like, hold your, hold your horses, all right? <laughs> We're making it happen. Oof, if we ever figure out the physics that could get us to other universes, to other points of existence, we're gonna wreck some stuff. Right, but <laughs> yeah, there's already been a movie about that. It wasn't Chris mm-hmm. Pratt in there, or Chris, um, not Chris Pratt, is it Chris Pratt? Where they, he was in um, one. He was in something like that before. And then there- uh, Matthew McConaughey was in another one. Their tubes opened prematurely. Yeah, with Jennifer Lawrence, yep. Yep, and then they found out that they were going to die before they got there because they weren't going to be there for another, like, something crazy, 250 years. It was something bananas. <laughs> and what's funny is, I can't mention the title of that movie without people thinking I'm talking about the wrong movie. Because the title of that movie is Life. But when oh. you hear Life, what do you think of? Life, life, life. <laughs> you see Martin Lawrence, yeah. right? <laughs> and you, you see Eddie Murphy, mm-hmm. but you know what you don't see? Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I did not know that was the name of that movie. Honestly, you think about it, and you're like, you gonna eat your cornbread? That's what yeah, you think exactly. of. <laughs> the upper room. That's what you think <laughs> of. <laughs> but you you don't think about space? <laughs> no, space does not come to mind at all. <laughs> That's the that's the complication in naming a movie after something so big to yeah, a particular community. Broad. It needed like uh, a subtitle or something. That's great. Uh, it's just called life. And when you type it in, both of those movies will come up. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> that's why I'm always like, what is the name of that movie? I can't remember. What what is the name of that movie? Is it life? Nah, life, that's the nah, nah, that's that black movie. <laughs> right. And they're like, wait a minute. <laughs> This is not what I was looking for. <laughs> uh, I was about right. another one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Google at its finest. That's, that's Hollywood at its finest because they just love the refurbished titles. <laughs> yes. You know, for all I care, they could have named it Pods. <laughs> oh, not Pods. This, wait a minute. That, that brings back some kind of trauma. Um, what is That's a movie, right? <laughs> I, feel I like mean, there's well, there's plenty of movies that have pods in them. <laughs> yeah, that's scary. Body snatchers, you know that comes I, to mind. I don't know why it brought back the Langoliers. Oh, ooh, uh. that's what came yeah. to mind. I've got to. Okay, maybe not pods then. 
I need maybe to not buy. Yeah, <laughs> like the um, yeah, I have some type of trauma lurking because I'm like, why did that come to mind? <laughs> now, that move, that movie was low budget and it is still terrifying. It is. I'm just like you know, too much. Wait, like, you know what? Just let me be one of the first kills. Like, why I gotta wait for this? <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. Just give me now. Okay, I don't even want to yeah. know everybody else. All yeah. right, just, just let me be gone. I don't want to be running for this forever. Nah, I'm good. Not forever, forever, <laughs> forever, mm. ever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was something I wanted to mention before we wrap up. I just oh, Miss Marvel. I feel I've done Miss Marvel a disservice because I haven't given it the credit it's due. I know I've mentioned it before, but it mm-hmm. doesn't get enough praise. So let me give Miss Marvel the praise it deserves because Miss Marvel is about young Kamala Khan, who is a, is a young Muslim teenager mm-hmm. in high school. Uh, she is Pakistani American. Okay. And let me tell you, this show is representation. Okay. Because that's a segment that doesn't get like you don't see things about uh, being Islamic painted in a in a in a positive light. Oftentimes, you don't see mm-hmm. a Muslim family, uh, Pakistani Americans in particular. I mean, how many can you name? Yeah, right. Yeah. Most of our shows, when Islam is involved, it's about a terrorist or something like that, right? Right. So this show is very much on the opposite side of that coin. Like it, it, it humanizes people the way we're supposed to in the first place. Okay. Um, and it shows that anyone can be a hero from any walk of life, which is true. Right, right. <laughs> um, and so young Kamala Khan is obsessed with Captain Marvel. That's her favorite superhero out of the Avengers. She lived through all the events of all the Marvel movies from Infinity War to Endgame. Uh, and a huge segment of her life takes place in those time periods. So, Miss, so Captain Marvel then begets young Miss Marvel, who wants to be just like her hero. And there's so much culture. The way she gets her powers, they decided to take a different way to do it, and the way they do it immerses you more so into her cultural background. And I love that. You know, okay. things that happen with the partition with the British government. Um, mm-hmm. And the divide, because you know we know all about the Berlin Wall and things like that. That's what's taught, but we don't know anything about the partition. I know barely. I knew barely anything until this show. It made me want to go do research. Right. But it's not my background. Neither is the Berlin Wall. But it was bigger because our president at the time was involved in that, and so we learn things based on what our country has done in them. But. We should learn more about what happens to other peoples in other countries that we aren't involved in. Yes, a world history of sorts. Yes, I took yeah. I took world history in high school because I didn't want to. Yeah. It was like history of, of of a state or history of the world. I was like, I'd much rather know about the world. I kind of know yeah. what's going on around here. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and, and part of the problem with even world history, even our own world history is mostly derived from things that America was involved in. Yeah, you're still getting like highlights, highlight reels of one person's perspective, but I still yeah. feel like it gives you, it opens the door, you know? Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about it. 
there's a, a video I'd recommend for you. It is history of the entire world, I guess. And it's <laughs> the title's like that because the video is just as funny, but it's like an, an oversimplification of the history of the entire universe as it pertains to our planet. Mm-hmm. And I think that is so, that is so par for the course for how we identify th- identify things as American citizens when it pertains to the rest of the world. And it just expands that same logic to the rest of the universe as from our POV on this one planet. And I think it's just so, it's really great video. So if you get a chance, you literally type this whole thing in into YouTube, history of the entire world, I guess. Okay. And it's great. And it just shows you that there's so much more to learn because it gives you the bare bones minimum of everything mm-hmm. in a funny way. But it makes you, it also gives you some curiosity as to wait a minute, but what about this? I know this comes from this. It explains civilization, where civilization came from, where the planet came from, where the oceans, the sky, the ozone layer. <laughs> it, it walks you from basically the Big Bang through the dinosaurs and all. Okay. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's it's a terrific video and I recommend anybody that's listening to go watch it. History of the entire world, I guess. And <laughs> it'll expand your mind in ways you weren't expecting when you first started. Like it's just it's it's funny and it's just very knowledgeable. The person that created it, he did a lot of research before he created the video and that's kind of what he does. He he does it with other places, other like countries, breaking down <laughs> where countries came from and so on. But that yeah. particular video, whew, let's just say not everything in there is told from a perspective of uh, I love this country more than the other. It's very, it's very dark in places, but it does it from a perspective of light so that you get a chuckle out of it, but you also cringe a little like, yeah, that really happened in it's history. It's a good balance, yeah. Yeah, like the steal of the sugar trade. We're not even going to talk about that. We'll unpack that another time. But yeah, the 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 procurement of the sugar trade, slavery, the E covers everything. <laughs> it's wild. The World War Two, the bombing of Nagasaki, Nagasaki and Hiroshima. He covers all of it, and the way he does it is like, whoa, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that sounds it sounds interesting. Um, I'll have to add that to my list. Mm. So, but anyway, more to the point. Miss Marvel, go check it out if you haven't. It's very sweet. It's for the whole family. And, you know, it, it, it's really worth it. I don't think it gets enough credit. I don't think anybody who I've talked to that enjoys wholesome television and fun has said a bad thing. Like, I think people who who are looking for the whole gory aspect of things, like people who genuinely just like entertainment, like you find in The Boys, wouldn't like Miss Marvel the same way. Because it's not that kind of show. It's not your typical Marvel show either, a Marvel franchise. You know, they, they do a really good job putting everything together from the sights and sounds to music and everything. It's all very creative. And I, I enjoy production. That's what I love. And okay. they did a really good job with it. Nice. So, that sounds yeah. pretty cool. All right. So, uh, I think that about does it, unless you have something uh, that you found particularly uncomfortable since our last conversation. 
Oh, um, I did find something uncomfortable. Um, oh, here we go. <laughs> actually, I'll save my uncomfortableness for the next episode. Um, and oh, is that uh, bad? keep you, get you, huh? It's not that bad, but it's more like a you know, grind my gears type of situation. Ah, you know, it's like, more. Well, <laughs> we'll see if that, see if that, see. If. What am I trying to say? We'll save that juicy tidbit for the next stakeout. Yes. Yes. There we go. Mm-hmm. Words. Use them efficiently. We try. We try. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sports fans and fans of Greybeard and Bones in general. We'll catch you next time. Be pleasant. Be happy. Be courteous to each other. And please respect people's space and their rights as human beings. Indeed. Indeed. Have a good week, guys. All right. Until next time.